is the Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening and welcome. This is the Vinny White Show, a journalism fondue, sweet liquid news and gooey opinion dipped in nonsense on a stick, then rolled in News Talk 1010. Recorded live from the United Kingdom, this is Sunday, August the 27th, 2017. My name is Vinny, it's the Vinny White Show, it's on for an hour. And I'm a little bit biased, but I think it's a bloody good show. In-depth radio, News Talk 1010. What have we got coming up? Tonight we talk about uh, a new genius. Who is she? How clever is she? How old is she? And should we feel very, very silly? Next to her, answer, don't know. You'll find out later, and almost definitely yes. Uh, we find out about the new Taylor Swift tune. Don't worry, you haven't tuned into Virgin Radio. We draw a new comparison. Is it like a tune from the 80s? Who is it? I'll give you a clue. It's right, said Fred. That is not a clue, actually. That's just the answer. But I'll still do it anyway. It's still rather remarkable how Taylor Swift's new tune is built out of I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. Yeah, we're the hard-hitting news station. That's why we explore this stuff. Well, Sundays can be a bit depressing, so I always like to keep it quite light. The dark news is, though, we will discover the late in goings-on in the Trump administration and how he has now become, and this is a fact, and it's the least shocking fact I've ever done on radio, he is now officially the least popular president of all time. Fact. I can't believe it took this long to get there. A bit of racism colluding with Russia, slamming healthcare into a wall and not even successfully managing to do that, grabbing ladies' parts. Uh, apparently didn't really do anything. I'll start with that, actually. It's, the, uh, it's new information out about Trump. It might appear subjective, of course. Trump fans will be dismayed to know, though, that it is now a proven fact. He has actually got the lowest popularity of any president in history. According to Gallup, this is an American polling organisation, Trump's current 34% approval rating is lower than Obama ever scored during his eight years in office and lower than anyone's ever scored, lower than James Buchanan. Uh, 1857 to 1861, Buchanan received many low rankings for crisis leadership. He couldn't seem to grasp the uh, enormity of America's divisions over slavery, ignoring the strife and letting the issue fester in the years leading up to what became a civil war. Yes, that guy was crap. Trump is crapper. But still, apparently, 34% of people don't think that's true, proving that at least a third of America are backward simpletons. Oh, that was me being elitist. Well, how about being an elitist? I mean, is it bad to be an elitist? I mean, elitists always get slammed, but elitists are quite often professionals. Here's professional elitist and evolutionary biologist Richard Dawkins talking about, is it bad to be an elitist? Sometimes, is being an elitist just an expert? Are we all experts? Could we all be experts? Are elitists a good thing? Am I always going to speak in questions? I bloody hope not. I'm starting to annoy myself. The reason I'm doing this is that a lot of people that sit in that 34% of Trump supporters in America often use the term, we hate being bullied and told what to do by elitists. And that's, I think, a really easy throwaway thing to say. And someone that suffers that more than anyone else, possibly on this planet, is professional God-denouncer, most British-sounding man of all time, author and uh, very accomplished evolutionary biologist Richard Dawkins. I thought it'd be a good opportunity to explore the concept of being an elitist and Richard Dawkins' take on it. And I think he puts it perfectly. 
Among the reasons that I heard for people wanting to vote for Brexit were, well, it's nice to have a change, and, well, I preferred the old blue passport to the European purple passport. These are the kinds of reasons people were giving for voting for Brexit. The, the day after the referendum, the most Googled question in Britain was, what is the European Union? During the Brexit campaign, uh, one of the leading politicians favouring Brexit, Michael Gove, said to the British people, you are the experts. You don't trust experts. You are the experts now. So ordinary people who have absolutely no, no knowledge of economics or politics or history decided on a 50% majority to vote Britain out of the European market, which was a, a, out of the European community, which was a very, very complicated, detailed, ramified structure that had been built up over decades. And so at one stroke, the, the British people who had no knowledge, no expertise, uh, were allowed, were given the opportunity by a reckless David Cameron to vote us out, and they did, by a very narrow margin. This cult of everybody being an expert, all opinions being equally valid, is, I think, dangerous and most unfortunate. And of course, I have been accused of being an elitist because of this. And yes, I mean, uh, when you're about to have an operation, you want an elite surgeon to, do the, to cut you open. You want an elite anaesthetist to put you under. When you're about to fly, you want an elite pilot to fly you. When you're about to leave a federation of states which has been built up over decades, you want an elite economist or pol politician or historian to uh, advise you on it. You don't want to take the, the, the view of just any old man in the street or woman in the street. I pronounced myself profoundly ill-equipped to vote on the referendum about Brexit. I was ill-equipped, so were the vast majority of the British people ill-equipped. Ill in that sense, I think that elitist should stop being a dirty word and we should start to respect elites in whatever field we're talking about. We want elite musicians to play in our orchestras, etc. I think it's bad enough to ask non-experts like me to, to, to vote in direct referendums when, all, when we are also being fed false information, more or less deliberately false information. I mean, in, uh, the, the, the Trump administration is actually lying every day and, and, and more or less proud of it. The perfectly pronounced professional penguin enthusiast that is Richard Dawkins discussing elitists and how they're often slammed, whereas really, should they be? I mean, is it so bad to be an elitist? I suppose the problem is that they often get mixed up with being snobs or posh. But elitists are extremely necessary in this ever-changing world. He's an evolutionary biologist, an author, a hardcore atheist, and a fantastic man, if sometimes a little stuffy. But he, uh, he makes a great point there. I think probably the best thing to do is to consider every time you hear the word elitist, certainly by a more right-leaning politician, is to replace the word with expert, which is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. So, for if you hear, for example, next week, I'm not going to be told what to do by any elitist. I'm not going to be told what to do by any expert in his field that he knows about, you know. I think there's a really beautiful situation here. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. You can look it up if you... 
uh, are not having the wildest weekend of all time. And uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect is what was come together by two psychologists, Dunning and Kruger. What an incredibly original name for their effect then. The Dunning-Kruger effect is essentially this. What it says is, the more intelligent you are, the more chance there is of you actually thinking that you're not intelligent. After all, you know what there is that you need to know. For example, if you are, I don't know, Richard Dawkins, an evolutionary biologist, you probably have an unfathomable respect for physicians or perhaps cosmologists or any other potential area of science. Maybe molecular biologists. Because you've met a few of them, you've looked at a few lectures and you've touched on what there is to learn in those massive fields, you know that you know nothing about it. Whereas if you know nothing about science in general, you think there's probably not that much to learn. This is the Dunning-Kruger effect. A lot of stupid people think that they're not stupid. A lot of intelligent people think that they are stupid. And that's why a lot of people that aren't that clever have very big opinions on a lot of things. And being that I've built a radio show expressing my opinions, I think I may have just found out that I'm very stupid. <sighs> Either way, I'm very confused. Time for a break. I'll come back when I've worked it out, if I work it out which I probably won't because I'm not an expert or an elite. Or am I? This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Come into my warm audio bosom. Welcome back. My name is Vinnie White. You're listening to The Vinnie White Show, and we are coming live on News Talk 1010. Do you like this show? Uh, I really hope the answer is yes, because otherwise I don't really know why you're listening, unless you really are incredibly cruel to yourself. You know, like in Catholic churches, they used to... They used to hurt themselves by tying various devices to their legs to repent their sins they would self-punish if you've seen the da vinci code you'll have seen those tools of self-torture presumably this for some is audio self-torture in which case well done thanks for listening always like a difficult audience uh you can also download the show and take it with you so you can talk to yourself all week as well at vinniewhite.co.uk or you can uh, go to itunes and type in vinny weird spelling v-i-n-n-e-y subscribe to the podcast give us a lovely review and be jolly nice to us won't you we just love you we do and uh if you want as well since i'm plugging stuff oh you know what you need for your walls how about a big canvas print well that seems rather random what's that got to do with the radio show absolutely nothing. I definitely don't own the company and wouldn't be so brutal as to plug it on air. What company don't I own? Oh, MrPhotoCanvas.com. Definitely not affiliated with me in any way, although I have heard that it does fantastic canvas prints of everything you could ever want. Maybe your wife, maybe your dog, maybe your face, maybe a tree, maybe a cheese sandwich. Anything that you want blown up on canvas can be done, as long as it's not too pornographic, although some of the smarts we do like. Uh, MrPhotoCanvas.com, lovely stuff. Get in there. Need to work on that slogan a bit. Lovely stuff, get in there. It's not really family friendly and orientated towards canvas prints. Let me try that again. Mr. Photo Canvas, fantastic quality canvas at affordable prices. I stumbled a bit, but you get the idea. Anyway, that's my company, not going to lie. I think it's fairly obvious anyway. MrPhotoCanvas.com. All right, are you clever? That's what we were talking about. Richard Dawkins came on earlier and said, clever stuff. I like to think sometimes that I like to be trying. I like to try and be clever. Evidently, I'm not that clever because I stumbled that sentence. There's clever and there's really clever. 
What about being compared to a genius like Stephen Hawking or Albert Einstein? That's not something that happens to the average person. Well, welcome then to Sabrina Pustursky. She's far from your average human, and this I mean. She's just been discovered, and I want to talk about her right here, right now, so we can all feel incredibly inadequate. When she was 14 years old, the Chicago native constructed her own single-engine airplane. Yes, an airplane. When she was 14, she constructed it by herself. If that wasn't impressive enough, I think it is, uh, she flew it across Lake Michigan, becoming the youngest person to ever fly their own plane. Nice record. Uh, the whole venture took place over about two years, and she documented the entire experiment on uh, YouTube. She then graduated from Illinois Mathematics and Science Academy in 2010 and enrolled with the prestigious MIT, of course, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. After just three years at MIT, she has already achieved the highest possible grade point average of 5.0. She is now working towards her doctorate at the world-renowned Harvard University with full academic freedom and no interference from any staff. In other words, she's doing whatever she wants because they all trust her so much. So, how old is she? 23. She's 23. <sighs> By the time I was 23, I'd managed to fail my high school exams. I'd retaken them where I managed to refail. Refail? Is that even a thing? Well, yes, it is, because I did it. I managed to fail them again, some of them. I did pass a couple. And then pushed my way through about 1,000 bottles of cheap cider and got arrested for theft. That was my CV at 23. Didn't know I'd do well. Uh, now bored with flying, uh, she started uh, studying black holes and how gravity affects space and time. She particularly wants to study quantum gravity which is where we attempt to understand the link between gravity and the context of quantum physics. I think that means putting a cat in a box and throwing it off a building, but I could be wrong. Harvard have said that they compare her intellect to geniuses like Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein. Just to remind you, she's 23. If her research proves successful, discoveries in the area that she's studying could vastly change the way we understand the universe, and her lecturers believe that she might well be an actual genuine genius that discovers more about how the world we live in is made if she's already flying planes at 16 and in mit and harvard at 23 i think she's she's gonna do well elitist <laughs> yeah but can she play beer pong you know i'm pretty bloody good at that so i will challenge you to that spoon race i rock that I absolutely rock. You know, have you ever done the spoon race? The egg on a spoon? Absolutely fantastic at that. So, you know. I'm not being Barry Big Bananas, but, but do you really think you're that clever, Sabrina? I, I can outdo you with a lot of things. Of course, if you are worried about your intelligence, remember, Pitbull rhymed Kodak with Kodak, and he's a millionaire. So, you know, don't worry about it. As promised here on the Vinnie White Show, now we bring you music news. Yes, music news on News Talk 1010. How confusing. Well, this one's a bit weird, and I like it. Take a listen to this. This is Taylor Swift. She's so hot. She's so special. I love her so much. Etc. This is her new song. A little snippet there of Taylor Swift's new song on Newstalk1010.com. 
aren't we just down with the kiddie winks? Well, according to the Washington Post this week, Swift's song credits say she is crediting a co-writer. Yeah? That co-writer is... Right Said Fred. Did you see that coming? No, you didn't, did you? Right Said Fred uh, have responded to the news on Twitter. They say they were clearly impressed. Thank you to Taylor Swift. What a marvellous reinvention of our song, I'm Too Sexy. Yes. Do you remember I'm Too Sexy? There was a lot of bad music in the 80s. There was a lot of fantastic music in the 80s. For every pioneering act like Cult or The Clash or Cure, and that's just some of the C bands that came out of the 80s, absolutely fantastic music came out of the 80s. There was also a massive crock of crap like Kylie Minogue's I Should Be So Lucky. And if you avoided it, well done, congratulations. But things like, you know, Jason Donovan. So a sprinkling of cheese, I don't mind. A flock of seagulls here and there never killed anyone. But yeah, I think we can all admit that there was a lot of bad music in the 80s. Anyway, the reason I'm going on about this, Taylor Swift says she's sampled Right Said Fred. Let's remind ourselves of Right Said Fred. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. Right Said Fred's I'm Too Sexy, a parody about the fashion industry and a bloody good excuse for dashingly good chaps to take their clothes off and swank their pectoral muscles on film in the days of video music. A fantastically cheesy song, but the basis for Taylor Swift. How could this be? Well, let's put them both together and see just how true this is. Yes, all these years later, 23, 25 years later, Right Said Fred has had a lick of paint and sounds like Taylor Swift. Let's put the two together and work it out. The mashup of the two songs there, that was, of course, Taylor Swift's new song put together with Right Said Fred. Why did we do that? Well, because that's what happened. Swift's song credits Right Said Fred with a co-writing credit, which is great for them. Right Said Fred responded to the news on Twitter this week, though he said they were clearly impressed with her new song, and they said, thank you, at Taylor Swift. What a marvellous reinvention of our song fantastically weird that Taylor Swift was inspired to make a new song with many of the elements of right said Fred's I'm Too Sexy the world is truly a mad place. Tune in next week when MC Hammer's Stop will be the basis of Ed Sheeran's new hit and Chris Cross's Gonna Make You Jump is redone by the Toronto Philharmonic Orchestra is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. You're listening to the Vinnie White Show, a hodgepodge collection of the week's news, looking back at the bizarre nature of the world. You're listening to the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010, and may I say you look just splendid. Mm. Social media. I'm not on Facebook. I used to be. I gave it up. I don't miss it, and since I left Facebook, I've never really been happier. Uh, Research shows giving up Facebook for a week reduces feelings of anger and loneliness. Facebook has done everything it 
can to make itself indispensable. It's a public diary of your life, where you could keep a diary. It's a virtual social comfort when you're lonely that actually has been proven to make you feel slightly lonelier. It gives you the ability to look at anyone you like, but you tend to only look at your exes, and collects your preferred news outlets in one place, which means that it's kind of like an echo chamber for your established views, and you don't really learn anything new. You just reinforce your views and don't learn that much. Plus, of course, it's also been known for enormous amounts of fake news. Proper fake news, not Trump fake news, actual fake news. If there is such a thing as actual fake news, that's quite a confusing statement. You get what I mean. Anyway, it stores upcoming events like you still can and uh, organises your photos, which is already done for you in your phone. What I'm saying is that although you might think that it's really good for a lot of things, it isn't. And since I've left it, I've never looked back and it's actually definitely genuinely improved my life. Learn about it by uh, looking me up on Facebook. No, you can't. It's just brilliant to not be attached to it. And actually, I quite enjoy in a pub or when you first meet someone, oh, we'll have to connect on Facebook. I actually genuinely enjoy saying, I'm not on it, I don't want to be on it, and if you really want to phone me, you're welcome to. Here's my number. Do you remember those? You're carrying it all the time. It's not that hard to use. Social media behemoth Facebook, though, was experiencing quite a difficult weekend. The site began having technical troubles yesterday afternoon with thousands of users reporting that they were unable to publish, like, or share posts. Oh my god. Down Detector, a site that tracks outages, reported a large spike in outages all weekend. It's led to people having conversations, looking where they're going, and pausing on pretending that their life is actually exciting. Thousands of people discovered they were actually living with partners in houses, and that they could in fact talk to them, and some of the times they didn't want to murder them. Thousands of people also discovered that there was a function where you can take photos of other people in an unknown function on a camera that was discovered this weekend because Facebook was down called a someone else Yeah. Facebook, I miss you like that cyst I had on my testicles when I was 12. Oh, that seems to have come out loud. <laughs> This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Every week I touch base with Amanda Cabido. I had the privilege of her being in my neck of the woods here in London last week, but to reach back across the Atlantic to my other home of Canada, now we get in touch with Amanda Cabido, who is a privileged young lady. She is now doing the difficult thing of sunning herself on a beach. Hello. And this is the second time I'm joining you from a beach, so I have uh, I have had quite the the lovely summer. This time, though, Prince Edward County, so at least it's a different beach. <laughs> Before we start our usual chat, can I just tell you something? I've just learned. I called you in a minute ago, right? You yep. are, with the exception of myself, the only person that I know the phone number off by heart. Oh my gosh! I'm so honored. Yeah, That's I know your phone days. number off by heart and I don't know my own girlfriends and I don't know my mother's so in that sense you're more important than my girlfriend and my mother put together I feel like she would actually be okay with that I think she'd totally be alright with it she'd probably my girlfriend knows that if there was ever an emergency I'm more likely to phone you than I am her (laughs) you know what with the emergencies that you get yourself into she probably prefers that she's not going to have to deal with it (laughs) 
<laughs> that is actually true. Which reminds me, one day, I, I don't want to do it this week because I've got so much to talk about, but I keep saying I'm going to talk about this and now I'm actually prepared to. I think you know a little bit about this. I'm going to tease it right now. I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to tease it. Okay. Can we, next time we talk, not not this time, talk about when I was locked up in South Korea, please? Yes, yes. I can't wait for you to share this story. Okay, good. Uh, that's a little teaser. We've got a lot of other stuff to talk about today, but I was locked up in South Korea. There's a little, little just a soup saw. It gets pretty juicy, and we'll talk about it another time. Right now, though, let's talk about your weekend, which sounds fantastic. Where are you, what are you doing, and who are you doing it with? I am... Actually, in between two bachelorette parties, both of my friends happen to be doing their bachelorettes on the same weekend in the same area, which is Prince Edward County. And so right now we're at Sandbanks <laughs> Park, um, just the tail end of the weekend here. But um, yeah, this is the new hot spot for bachelorette parties because at the bar last night, which is like the token spot to party in the evening, there's, really, there's no other choice. It's really this one place called Hayloft. There were 15 bachelorette parties. Come that includes the two on. that I'm part of. So even the fact that I had two in the same weekend in the same place was insane. But, yeah, that's already weird, yeah. But 15, 15 bachelorettes. And then it so happened that I, I wanted another, a third bachelorette. I happened to know people in the party. So then I, like, it's just everyone from Toronto is heading up, heading up here for their bachelorette weekends. How many bachelor parties? How many bachelor parties were there? See, well, I feel like this is the, the key here. The, the bachelors haven't caught on to this yet because the entire bar was women. I, I kid you not, there was less than 10 guys in this bar. It was, an in, it was just, what's the opposite of a sausage fest? Like, that's what um, it was. I was going to say a spam purse. Fest, but I okay. think that might. I'm pretty sure that's flower disgusting. fest. So, flower. Flower fest is nice. Um, <laughs> is spam purse. Is spam purse all right? I feel like that's not all right. No, not really. <laughs> why do Why do we get a meat based nickname for our boy bits, but you're not allowed a meat named girl bit name? <laughs> These, These are, are the, the, great... the wrongs that Vinny's trying to write in this world. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like... So let's just work out the statistics. There were 10 guys. How many women in total were there? Oh, there was maybe 200. Really? So yeah. I think it's fair to say that probably at least 50% of the women there would be single. Yeah, like a lot. I, I feel like that's probably accurate. Cause it's and even let's with, assume that, that was five accurate of... to my bachelorette parties, at least. Yeah. Your, your age, most I'd say 50% of women are single. And maybe just, maybe a little less. Maybe like at least thirty thirty percent maybe. For everyone else's benefit, how old are you now? I'm twenty eight. Yeah. It was a sold out the club was sold out. They they had no more tickets available online. So let's say there's ten guys and there's two hundred women, and let's say that half of those women are single and half of those men are single, that really means that there's five guys to every hundred women, which is the best odds I've ever heard of <laughs> in my life, even if you got drunk on a university campus that specialises only in nursing. That is exceptional. I know, it's and that's why these guys you can tell they didn't even know what to do. They were like running around and they they, they couldn't keep their focus because it was just like everywhere <laughs> they turned they were bumping into another girl. <laughs> and it's like the girls loved, I mean, they were loving their bachelorette parties, but also there's always a girl that wants some attention from a guy. So I felt like they were, that is yeah, tough they were pickings. doing well for themselves. Your Italian mother is not going to be happy with the amount of effort you're putting in to find a man if you're going to parties with those sort of statistics. 
<laughs> Why you disappoint me so? I want you to find a good man. I'm sorry about the accent, by the way. You know what? I'm so happy that I didn't bring home one of these men from this from this bar yeah. in Prince Edward County. I'll tell you that. Were they a bit rough around the edges then? Yeah, a little bit. Um, are we sounding elitist when we say they were possibly a little bit rednecky? <laughs> they, let's just say they just like weren't my style, you know. Oh, that's the most politically correct answer you've ever given. If, if Amanda had two bottles of beer down already, she'd be like, yeah, Dan Farmers. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. She's, she's very I don't good. mind me a farmer. I don't mind. They're probably hardworking. Actually, just... you did, do you remember you had, um, sorry, I'm, I always go on about your private life on air, sorry, but um, I'll, I'll keep it very brief. But you did well, have... you're still going to do it anyway. Okay, continue. <laughs> yep. As I do every week, I apologise, <laughs> then double down. But you did have um, you did have a, a bit of a thing with a farmer for a while, so yeah, you're, you're it's all creeds, all colours, and all all backgrounds for you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are actually um, one of the but, least. But you know, these guys, I've these guys met. last night, it was just funny to watch them in action. You could tell they just they, it was too much for them to handle. They were a bit younger, so I, maybe I even made them feel bad. I went up to them and asked, "How old are you?" And 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 may or may not have made fun of their lack of facial hair, but you know, I. <laughs> I was uh, just trying to get some answers, you know? Yeah, really bolstering confidence in young men there, aren't you? <laughs> sorry if those guys are listening. I, I really am sorry. I told them that we had bets going because we did. <laughs> How old they were. Oh, the conversations you have on Saturday nights in Prince Edward County. They're gold, I tell you. If I was single and I was one of those guys, I actually don't think I could handle it. I think I think <laughs> I'd come home with nothing because I'd just... I'd be running around sampling all the candies and inevitably some of the candies would get annoyed with the other candies. No, they were overwhelmed and some of them had spread themselves too thin and by the end of the night they were frantic because suddenly their options were petering away and they they hadn't decided yet, you know? So it it's an it's a whole other game tactic. Well, I'm very impressed with you and for a number of reasons. One, because you're up there and you're partying, but more so because what people don't know is that you went straight from England. And when I say straight from England, I don't mean she went from England, got a plane back to Canada, and then went home, had a shower, had a nice snooze, caught up with the time difference, and then went to a party. She had, in her car, at the airport, all her outfit for this cottage weekend, including a case of beer, because she knew it'd be hard to find one, got out of the airport, jumped in a car, drove up north, cracked open a beer, and lived the dream. Rock on, sister. Thank you. Thank you for appreciating my commitment to these bachelorette parties. It's true. You make me feel like I'm 96 years old and I have wooden legs. <laughs> I, go, I go out on the piss for like one night now and I have to get up at midday the next day. If it's like a proper wobbly session, it basically writes me off for the next day. So well done. Did you manage to sleep on the plane? I did sleep on the plane and I was going to say, I think I found the cure to jet lag. It's just bachelorette parties. I should have been well fast asleep by the time I rolled into this party, but yeah. I stayed up till midnight, maybe one, and we all went to bed, and I woke up the next day fresh as a daisy, and, and we hit the wine tours. It was great. And also, like a lot of long-time listeners to this show will appreciate that Amanda, when she normally does this, usually sounds a bit like this on the phone. <laughs> particularly when she's been to a sports game. Um, we went out on had a few beers on Wednesday here in London. And of course, did we go out? Yeah, we went out last weekend as well, didn't we, with your brother? And then basically the rule of, of being in London, even if you are working, is that you go out every night drinking. It's a ridiculous place to be. So you've been hard on it and you sound somehow quite healthy. What's, what are you doing? You're taking vitamins? 
<laughs> you would think, no, I maybe I've just become more resilient now. <laughs> My raspy voice just hits me. I think it also happens when it's cold outside. It's worse in the winter. Yeah. When the weather's all right for partying, your body just adapts and lets it party on. So what's <laughs> yeah. your plan? When, you, when are you coming back to Toronto? I'm coming back to tonight. So, tonight. so this will be now my first day back after being in London. So it's going to be nice to sleep in my own bed. There's something about sleeping in your own bed, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. The chances of you bringing a fella home are pretty slim. So it looks like you're going to be on just you and the rabbit as, as normal. And when I say rabbit, I mean actual rabbit, not a sex toy, just in case anyone's slightly confused. Because yes, there is one, isn't there? I believe there's a sex toy called a rabbit. Am I right on that? Yes, you are. It's like very infamous from Sex in the City. Is it? Yeah. Is it called a rabbit? I don't want to go into graphic detail about this, but is it called a rabbit because it's kind of got ears? Yeah. Like, no, it actually has like a rabbit... It's a full rabbit that's on top. What do you mean? A it's like ears like a... and a little head and like a little little body, even. No. Yeah. I th I'm so ignorant. I've never actually seen one, and I thought that it had, like, for want of a better term, bits that give you a nice tickle, and yeah. they were just ears. I that didn't know it was like that. That's the actually... whole bit that gives you a nice tickle. They're not... <laughs> the, bit, <laughs> the whole the bit, bit gives you a nice tickle is not... not just ears it's actually a rabbit with ears like a, a rabbit why do i keep saying rabbit i'm stuck on this it's a rabbit yeah there's no arms and legs on it but other than that it, it resembles a rabbit pretty closely so what do you mean there's no arms and legs oh do you mean like the the rabbit is like hunched into all fours it's well it's i feel like we're getting into a lot of detail here so it's just like a little it's just like a little body a little head and then like little ears Hang on, I'm gonna Google it. There might be others. Maybe there's variations. I mean, I don't. I'm not an. I'm not an expert, but I've, if you I've see it, yeah, in, take a Google. Yeah, I've touched in rabbit sex toy. And, <laughs> well, I will be. I nearly said I'll be buggered, but that's not appropriate language. I, I will be confused. Um, okay, so I can describe this. It's. Is this safe for radio? We're on the edge, Amanda. I feel a bit nervous, but we'll continue nonetheless. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's what you would call a normal sex toy. Okay, uh, with the normal form that's uh, replicated the male form, the phallic form that is a normal sex toy. But it has an addition, which is indeed a rabbit. And I see what you mean. So the ears of the rabbit are in an erect position, as if the rabbit is attentively listening to something in a field nearby. Yeah, would you that... think they were floppy ears? <laughs> <laughs> And it's got quite I don't distinctive... even want to know what, you, what, what image you had painted in your head. Like... <laughs> well, it could have been worse. I could have thought I had sharp teeth. That, no one would want that. <laughs> uh, so it's got yeah, right erect ears, and then it's got its head um, of a rabbit. And then the body form sinks into the base of the shaft. Um, and uh, as, as you rightly said, doesn't have legs or arms. It looks like a melted rabbit has been stuck on to a normal sex toy. There you go. Yeah, sure. Yeah. How did we get onto this, by the way? I forgot I where we, we were going. Can you tell we don't do show prep? Can you tell? <laughs> this is not how we planned. Got oh yeah, you were going to say that you went home. Okay, I was going to uh, let's do something very different. Okay, I was I was actually going somewhere. Once you've had a good sleep and you've been home, do you know that the X has been on? Yes, of and course. I, I love the X. I know you do. Have you have you um, been this year? No. 
Okay, if you still get time, I'm not sure if you will. I think you I will. Doesn't it, go, it goes I all the way to will. Labor Day, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, till Labor Day weekend. Yeah, so you're laughing. You'll get loads of time. When you go there, I want you to report on something that I read about because obviously I'm missing Canada and I want to be at the X, but I can't be because I'm here in London. And I really missed it when I found out about this. A sculpture of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is made out of butter. Yes, it's on show at the X, a butter Trudeau. I'm not surprised. They always tend to do these butter sculptures. They had Rob Ford back in the day, so it only makes sense for them to do Trudeau as well. Did they really do? Yeah. I, I thought this was a one-off. I didn't know it was a thing. Oh, it's a thing. You clearly haven't been to the X enough. <laughs> no. Never got past the food stand and the incredible uh, feeling of being fat that it always brings on. The sculpture drew inspiration from the 2016 photo of Trudeau with two newborn pandas. So they've also sculpted two newborn pandas oh, in that's out awesome. of butter that he's holding. So, yeah, I think that's got to be worth a look in, hasn't it? Yeah, I like the butter sculptures. That's cool, though. The pandas is a nice addition. That's typical, Amanda. Very in the know of everything that goes on in Toronto. I try and surprise you with a butter Justin Trudeau and you already know that it's a thing and have seen other things like it. Me me thinking it was a crazy idea. Next week, I'll try and surprise you with a chocolate combine harvester and you'll say, seen it. <laughs> it's also due to the fact I was a reporter with Newstalk 1010 for quite a while, so you get sent out and... You see a lot of things. You see a lot of things, including butter forms of people. Amazingly, that is all we've got time for. I don't think I wanted to talk to you about rabbit sex toys, and I don't even think I wanted to talk at great length about your bachelorette. But we did both of those things, and I think it went quite well, personally. <laughs> I think so too. See, aren't you glad? <laughs> Everyone's learnt something. There was definitely some good content for the ladies, and that's what we like. Um, thanks, Amanda. Have a great time, and um, safe trip back to Toronto when you do go back and have a beer for me will you will do thanks Vinny. and with that saying goodbye to amanda i indeed will have to say goodbye to you thanks for listening this has been the Vinny white show i'll be back at nine o'clock next week for the usual weird shenanigans always a pleasure never a chore ta-da <laughs>